0: Butts and Guts, a Cleveland Clinic podcast exploring your digestive and surgical health from end to end. So hi again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Butts and Guts. I'm your host, Scott Steele, the Chair of Colorectal Surgery here at the Cleveland Clinic in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm very pleased to have a second time appearance here on Butts and Guts, Dr. Dia Aladeen, the Section Chief for the Department of General Surgery at Cleveland Clinic Fairview Hospital previous episode for our longtime listeners discussed appendicitis and we're going to talk about a different topic today that's gallstones and gallbladder surgery dia welcome back to butts and guts
1: thank you scott good to be here with you today so
0: for those listeners that did not go back and listen to your uh, background we always like to start off with a little bit about where did you come from where did you train how to get to the point that you're here at the cleveland clinic
1: Thank you. Well, I, so I've been with the clinic now for 12 years. Uh, I started at Fairview Hospital right out of my fellowship. My fellowship was in advanced laparoscopy and endoscopy training. Uh, and I came straight to the Cleveland Clinic at Fairview Hospital. Been here for 12 years, as I mentioned. And 10, 10 of those years, I've been the section chief of general surgery. Uh, my practice is mostly GI surgery, advanced laparoscopy, and endoscopy. I trained at Indiana University before I came here, and uh, we have a very busy practice. Actually, I was doing a complex abdominal uh, surgery right before we got onto this call. So we're always busy here, and we're always welcoming our patients and trying to do best by them.
0: Well, we're certainly glad to have you here. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about gallstones, something that is extremely common. You probably know somebody out there who has either had problems with gallstones or had their gallbladder removed, but let's just really start basic. What are gallstones and how do they develop?
1: Great question. So let's start, you know, can't talk about gallstones, without talking about the gallbladder. So the gallbladder is a pear-shaped organ that is uh, attached under the surface of the liver. And the only function of the gallbladder is to store bile. Bile is the digestive juice that's secreted by the liver and stored by the gallbladder. When the bile precipitates out of solution, which has cholesterol, bile acid, and bile salts, and if there's no equilibrium in that solution, the uh, cholesterol precipitates out of that solution and clumps together into gallstones. Gallstones are very problematic because they can cause gallstone disease. Uh, But it's interesting to note, uh, Scott, that about 20 million Americans, we know this from previous studies uh, back in the days when they used to do a lot of autopsies, that there's about 20 million Americans who do have gallstones found incidentally and have absolutely no problems from the gallstones you know, knowing today, gallbladder disease is the most common reason patients seek surgery. About 1 million gallbladders are removed in the United States every year. So gallstone disease is very prevalent in Western society.
0: Wow. I never heard that particular statistic before. So that's incredible. So what are the common symptoms of a gallstone? Can, can they be just lurking there, as you said? And what, what causes them to create symptoms?
1: Most gallstones uh, can be present in the gallbladder without causing any problems. However, when the gallbladder squeezes to secrete the juice that is stored inside of it, if one of those stones obstructs the exit to the gallbladder, that gallbladder becomes obstructed, it can become infected, uh, and it causes a lot of pain until the obstruction is relieved. The most typical uh, presentation of gallbladder disease is what we call biliary colic, where the patient after a fatty meal, like a... Grilled cheese sandwich, or a pizza, or a hamburger. They'll 20 minutes later, they can experience right upper quadrant pain. That's where the gallbladder sits. The pain can radiate to the right flank, the right shoulder, and it's often accompanied by nausea and vomiting. And if it's biliary colic, that means it's while the stone is obstructing. Until the stone is dropped down and relieves the obstruction, it can last between one hour to four hours. But if it's uh, infected gallbladder, that pain usually continues to be more severe until the patient presents to the emergency room for treatment with either antibiotics or surgery. So we're going to transition right
0: now to a little uh, game I like to play. It's called <laughs> truth or myth. So truth or myth, only adults can develop a gallstone.
1: Uh, we wish. Uh, it used to be the case. We used to think that mostly it's predominant in adults. Unfortunately, with the obesity pandemic, we see gallstones in children. There's also a different type of gallstones. They're called black uh, stones. Those are usually in uh, sickle cell children because they have a high uh, turnover of their blood cells or patients with blood disorders. Uh, So gallstones can happen at any age, uh, mostly children in their preteen years and uh, adults.
0: Truth or myth, people who undergo weight loss surgery are more likely to develop gallstones.
1: True, and we don't understand exactly why, but people who have rapid weight loss, uh, they do have loss of equilibrium in that juice that I m- mentioned, and cholesterol uh, start precipitating out of that juice, they get more cholesterol stones.
0: So Dia, can you explain a little bit, is there any correlation with weight or BMI in the development of gallstones in general?
1: Yes. So patients with obesity, uh, they have more cholesterol in their body in general. Uh, That cholesterol, as I mentioned, is a crystal. Those crystals start to precipitate out of solution and they are more prone to uh, having gallstones. So obesity is number one factor uh, to having gallstones. And, you know, an interesting fact to you that you mentioned, like some societies in East Africa, like the Maasai tribe, They've never found a case of gallstones in those patients because they're actually very thin, slender, and tall. Uh, and so it, it is predisposed to our diet and our Western lifestyle. So truth or myth,
0: if I have a gallstone attack just once, I won't have another one.
1: That is a myth. Uh, once you have one attack, you have 80% chance of having another attack in your lifetime.
0: So, dear, there's a fair number of people who maybe don't get harsh symptoms or maybe are pretty scared of surgery. And so what are the short-term and long-term health concerns of basically not getting your gallbladder out or not doing something about that?
1: Yes, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of patients actually see us and they have had one or two attacks and then their primary care physician will refer them to get your gallbladder out. And they come to us and say, well, my symptoms are mild. I've had one attack. I'm really scared of surgery. Is there anything else to do? And, you know, do I really need the operation? Unfortunately, gallstones don't dissolve on their own. They don't go away on their own. And surgery is very safe and effective. With the advancement to laparoscopy since the early 2000s, the gallbladder surgery can be done in about 45 minutes. Patients go home, recover very well. If they do not treat their gallstones, there can be ramifications to that. And the, the disease can increase in severity. Not only that, they can get cholecystitis, which is infection of the gallbladder. The gallstone can actually exit the gallbladder and get stuck in the bile ducts, which are the drainage of the liver. They can get jaundice. They can get cholangitis, which is a a life-threatening disease, which is uh, infection of those bile ducts. And the stone can exit into the small bowel, and it's on its way. It can wreak havoc, and the patients can get pancreatitis because the exit. To the, of the biliary tree into the small bowel, shares the same exit of the pancreas. And when the uh, tissue becomes edematous, the pancreas can also get inflamed. and Some patients can present with what we call gallstone pancreatitis, which can also be life-threatening. Uh, so I always advise my patients, if you had one attack or you have symptomatic gallstones, uh, surgery is very safe, very effective, and gives you uh, lifelong relief from dealing with this problem. So, Dia,
0: you dovetailed nicely into my next question. Let's talk about maybe surgery and some <clears throat> of the different procedures that can be used for this. And the first one is just a straightforward cholecystectomy or a lap chole. And the second one is based on what you had mentioned when that gallstone gets stuck in the duct, and that's a ERCP or an endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography procedure. So, can you, can you talk about
1: that and how they fit into the treatment of this disease? Absolutely. So for most uh, garden variety gallstones that are, are still present in the gallbladder, the treatment is to remove the entire gallbladder. Unfortunately, in the past, they didn't know what the gallbladder did. They used to open the gallbladder and get the stones out, close it back up. Unfortunately, we found out that the gallstones would form almost immediately back in the gallbladder, so the treatment for uh, garden variety gallstones in the gallbladder is to remove the entire organ. This can be done, as I mentioned, laparoscopically through small incisions, fast recovery, fast surgery. Patients have uh, long-term relief. If the stones migrate out of the gallbladder and they cause what we call um, a, a biliary obstruction, jaundice or gallstone pancreatitis. Sometimes those stones do not exit on their own to the small bowel and they're causing obstruction. The best way to get these stones is something called ERCP, as you mentioned. It's an endoscopic procedure where the endoscopist would pass the scope through the stomach into the small bowel. Uh, They can locate where the exit uh, of the biliary tree into the small bowel and actually open that exit a little bigger. They pass a balloon, pass the stone and retrieve that stone uh, to, to be uh, relieve the obstruction of the billiard tree. Uh, there is risk to this procedure. There's 1% uh, chance of mortality. Uh, there's about 10% chance of pancreatitis. So we'd like to actually treat stones when they're still in the gallbladder found. We do not like when the patients present late. And their disease process and the stones have caused uh, obstruction of the entire biliary tree. But we'd like to, to, and it's contained to the gallbladder.
0: So how quickly does a patient recover from gallbladder surgery? Is there a prolonged hospital stay, same-day surgery? And then what about afterwards? How do you get back to quote-unquote normal?
1: So it's a very fast recovery uh, with the advent of laparoscopy. Most patients need a two or three day rest uh, just from having the experience of uh, going under general anesthesia because this cannot be done without general anesthesia. So usually the recovery from general anesthesia, the pain is usually minimal. Uh, The maximal pain they get at the umbilicus where we actually put the uh, camera and retrieve the organ from that incision. So that's the biggest incision. All the other incisions are about a quarter inch incisions. Uh, I've had patients uh, uh, that wanted to go to Mexico and they were worried because they've had a biliary disease and they said, I don't want to get sick when I'm down there. Um, I've had patients who've had their gallbladder removed on a Thursday and traveled to Cancun on a Monday. So the recovery is pretty fast. You can get back into the shower. You can uh, go back to re- normal activity. Most patients who do strenuous activity, we usually tell them, wait about a week to recover fully and get back your energy. Most office-based uh, employees, we say we can go back to work within three to four days.
0: You mentioned this a little bit before, but just to kind of circle back, are there any non-surgical treatments, medications that you can take for gallstones?
1: So there is there's a medication that actually would help put the cholesterol back in equilibrium. The problem with that medication, we don't use it that often. Uh, Because one of the side effects of that medication is abdominal pain and cramping. So you're treating one disease with another. So it's not very uh, heavily used. We use it only in patients who are not candidate for surgery. So the side effect of the medication negates the actual symptoms of the gallbladder. So we recommend removing the gallbladder if the patient is a good candidate for the surgery.
0: Well, that's all fascinating stuff. And, you know, as you know, I'd like to ask you some quick hitters. I'm not going to ask you the same ones as before. So here's some new ones for you. Tell me about a favorite trip. What's the place that you went to that you said, ah, for those listening out to you, if you get a chance to go blank, where would that blank be? Sedona, Arizona. Magical place the red rock if i believe yes that, absolutely very, very pretty and so what's if i was to open up your in the old days your cassette player what would what would be playing on your
1: ipod if you will i would say classical music you will notice a lot of classical music and frank sinatra for those people who have kind of gotten into a
0: lot of these series on tv here what's what's a what's a series that you think is out there that uh, that you would recommend
1: so uh, there is a, a series on HBO that I watched uh, recently. It's called The Head. It's a murder mystery. Uh, I think it was fascinating. It's uh, done by European uh, Danish uh, actors. And I think the, the series is fascinating, well done. And finally, what is a hidden
0: talent that you may have? Uh,
1: so I do martial arts. Um, and um, uh, part of my stress relief is I do uh, boxing about three times a week. Well, there you have it. And we're very glad about that. So, Dina, give us a
0: final take-home message for our listeners regarding gallstones and uh, cholecystectomy.
1: So, as I mentioned, gallbladder disease and cholecystectomy, in, in particular, for the treatment of gallbladder disease is very common. If you need gallbladder surgery, you're one out of million patients in the United States. You're not alone. It's very common. It's very safe. The complication rate of gallbladder surgery is less than 4 in 1,000 which putting that in perspective is less than a chance of getting on the accident on the highway. It's very safe. If you need us, call us. If your primary care physician recommends you see a surgeon, by all means, see a surgeon, take care of this disease before it progresses and becomes more severe. It's better to treat it early. If you have symptoms than wait and have complications. Great advice. And so for more information on gallstones and gallbladder surgery,
0: please visit Cleveland Clinic's health library at clevelandclinic.org slash health. That's clevelandclinic.org slash H-E-A-L-T-H. You can also call our Digestive Disease and Surgery Institute at 216-444-7000. That's 216-444-7000. And finally, please remember that in times like these, it's more important than ever for you and your family to continue to receive medical care. And be rest assured here at the Cleveland Clinic, we're taking every necessary precaution available to sterilize our facilities, protect our patients and our caregivers. Dr. Aladeen, thank you so much for joining us on Butts and Guts. Thank you, Scott.
1: Good to be here again.
0: That wraps things up here at Cleveland Clinic. Until next time, thanks for listening to Butts and Guts.